Lord, we behold you are making all things new. Not all new things. But rather you fashion a new creation out of us. Lord Jesus, thank you for that love of yours that reaches out to each of us with recreating power. Thank you, Jesus, for the mystery of your gifts to us. Gifts from you to build us into your body, your people, Lord. Open us tonight to a new appreciation of who you are and what surprises you have in store for us. Amen. I'm really excited about where you are, what's happened to you, and what's going to happen. A few years ago, when I was where you are, we blundered out, three of us. I say blundered because we had no idea what we were going to do, but we knew that we could trust the Lord. We blundered by coming into coming together and saying, Lord, speak to us in our poverty. We know we should do a work for you. We know we should come into a closer union with you. But we don't know how. He blessed that coming together in so many ways. It evolved into a men's prayer group involving about 40 to 50 men of whom 25 come together every week. Through that, we kept fleecing him and saying, Lord, is this really what you want us to do? This isn't the most natural setting. And the, the answer just kept coming back in positive ways. Yes. I tell you that to encourage you that Jesus is Lord and all you have to do is trust him. And that's really the whole message of the Gospels. I am your God. I am your Lord. Come and see. Not see and come. I was a great Yabat before I came into a real understanding of the Lord. It was all Yabat because I had all this theological stuff, this intellectual stuff more than theological. And the Lord bypasses that and goes right to the heart. And that's one of the beauties of tongues. It's a bypass. It's a surrendering of that intellect and a surrendering of your heart to him. Father Tim Nolan, whom many of you met on the fifth night when we prayed together, says it so beautifully when he says, the job is 99% the Lord's and 1% yours. All you have to do is go out into the sun and lay down. And he'll do the rest. 
very much like a good, relaxed sunbath. That doesn't mean you're going to be relaxed all the time, but when you are led, he will do the leading. And what a blessing that is. We really can let go and let God. I encourage you to seek union with him in two ways. One is alone in prayer and scripture, and the other is in community. And Father will speak at greater depth about community. But these two things have to come together in a very real way, it seems to me, for us to come into the fullness that he has for us. He wants us in a deeper and deeper union with him. So what are we waiting for? You know, now is the acceptable time. It, it can't begin any sooner. I would urge you to pick up your scriptures tonight you go home and just relax kind of soak in his love pick up John the gospel of John from 14 to 17 anywhere read a short passage aloud and then just soak in that prayer is a conversation but it's a conversation where one of the parties has a great deal more to say of value than the other. And so silence, coming to him in quiet, and just soaking in his love in silence is a very, very nice way to meet him. And you have to trust him. He will meet you there. He's really calling us to be true to our nature. And your nature has within it fantastic potential for union with him. But, you know, look around us. The whole earth is ready to spring into life. Only man can say no. Nature has to come. He wants to fill us with himself. Now, what could be nicer? We pray the Our Father, we pray, Thy kingdom come on earth. And now I'm beginning to know that that's a reality. That he wants to be king in our lives in a deeper and deeper way. Okay, so you come before him and you ask to be opened. Mary was a beautiful model for us in that respect because 
She was the open one. Be it done unto me according to your word. I surrender, Lord. Whatever it is, let's do your will. Let's let me be an instrument of your will. Every day, some scripture, some quiet time. And if those times are dry, if you really don't feel the presence of the Lord, don't be discouraged with that. But rather look for him in your circumstances, in your day. Very often, people I know, and I've experienced this myself, when you don't feel the Lord's presence when you come to him in conversation, very often he'll speak to you through the circumstances of that day. And that can be a real blessing. Maybe you get the same scripture back, or maybe something unfolds, and he's just saying, yes. I am indeed with you. I encourage you to do this every day, but if you don't do it every day, don't feel guilty. Guilt is not of the Lord. Forgiveness is. He calls you in a very gentle way, and he meets you where you are. But he wants to be with you. He chose you. You did not choose him. After your quiet time, before you read your scripture, I recommend that you spend some time in praise, either in English or in your new tongue, if you've received it, if it's been released in you. Because that's the way all scripture, the Psalms tell us that this is the way we come into the presence of the Lord. The other encouragement I would give you is to expect the Lord to intervene in your life. Expect him to act in your life, not somebody else's, in your circumstances and in the things that you hold up to him. Pray to him, come Lord Jesus, be with me in my whole day, and then watch for his loving touch. Again, within you are the seeds of deep union with him, waiting to be released by his creative power. Just as those tulips and crocuses out there are ready to go. In our new life, we can expect difficulties as we grow. As I was reading some scripture and searching the scripture about this, I discovered for the first time that when Jesus was baptized in the Holy Spirit, 
by John or in the presence of John. He immediately was led into the desert to be tested and to be purified. To some extent, you can expect that to happen. But trust him in that purification and in that testing. He indeed is Lord, and he can do everything in you that you can't do for yourself. give you an example of difficulties this, just this week. Mary and I got into a good rouser argument. And somehow we agreed, praise God, that we would seek some solitude and seek the scriptures to see if it couldn't put some sense back into what we were about. We went away for about 20 minutes, and when we came back together, it was evident that there had already been a healing. Mary had been to Mass that morning, and as she was kind of seeking the solitude, she looked in the scriptures for something that had quickened her at Mass. And she came up with three scripture readings which I'll share with you. One is from 2 Corinthians 16. The veil is over their minds. It will not be removed until they turn to the Lord. Now this Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit is, there is freedom. Another one was from Hebrews 12. Throw off everything that hinders us. Let us not let lose sight of Jesus, who leads us in faith and brings us to perfect perfection. And the last one was Matthew 21:22. And if you have faith, everything you ask for in prayer, you will receive. Now, those weren't things that we had stored up in our pocket and pulled out. Those were, I believe, a clear message from the Lord that he can get into those lousy, cruddy situations and redeem them. And that's a here and now thing. Our five-year-old Clayton was just getting off the bus at that time, and his, he has a ritual of going to the mailbox and filling his book bag with all the mail, which he did, and he came in. He pulled out one piece of mail, came up to the living room where we were, out of maybe 12 pieces that he had in there. Pulled out one piece and handed it to us. We opened it up. It was from the Lutheran Charismatic Discipleship. And here was... 2 Corinthians 16. The same reading that we had, had dropped on us. A real confirmation. Needless to say, it made the rest of the week very, very beautiful. 
Okay, the Lord wants us to be one with him in a very, very special way. A way so special that it's the way that he is one with the Father. And that blows your mind, but that's what he says. Let me read that to you. This is in John 17. John seventeen fifteen. This is Jesus praying to the Father now at the Last Supper. I am not asking you to remove them from the world, but to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself, so that they too may be consecrated in truth. I pray not only for these, but for those also who through their words will believe in me. May they all be one. Father, may they be one in us as you are in me and I am in you. So that the world may believe it was you who sent me. I have given them the glory you gave to me that they may be one as we are one. And so this is the process we're involved in. I, I certainly don't want to leave you the impression that we've arrived at anything. We haven't. It's, it's just a completely... Well, it's like the 10-story, the 12-story, 40-story building that Father White talked about the first night. You can never grow to, to satisfaction. And that's why I'm so excited, because when you get into the Scriptures, and it's already started to happen, it will, it will start to happen probably in a more obvious way. And lastly, I'd like to share with you what Paul prayed to the Ephesians. And if this was good enough for the Ephesians, it's, it's, I think it's good enough for those of Excelsior. Excelsior is such a glory to God name. He must be going to do a mighty work here. This is what he said, this is what he would wish for them. What I would wish for you. This then is what I pray, kneeling before the Father, whom every family, whether spiritual or natural, takes its name. Out of his infinite glory may he give you the power through his spirit for your hidden self to grow strong so that Christ may live in your hearts through faith and then planted in love and built on love 
you will, with all the saints, have strength to grasp the breadth and the length, the height and the depth, until knowing the love of Christ, which is beyond all knowledge, you are filled with the utter fullness of God. Glory be to him whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory be to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.